Welcome to the Bellew Podcast. Please note the information in this podcast is general in nature and does not take into account your personal objectives, financial situation or needs. Good morning. Welcome to the podcast. It is Wednesday the 7th of October. The federal budget was delivered last night by Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg. Uh, and this is LNC Bailey's budget special. Our panel of experts are here to discuss the impact of the budget on the economy and investment markets. To that panel, Malcolm Wood, Chief Investment Officer, and Stephen Godfrey, Head of Investments and Advice. Mal, to you first. Some big numbers in this budget, especially for business, it looks like. What's your overall impression? Yeah, Nick, I think that the overall budget is about in line with what we expected. There's a lot of additional stimulus that's been announced. On our take, uh, overnight, the budget was uh, expanded by at least $25.8 billion for this fiscal year. Uh, that's on top of what was announced in terms of JobKeeper and JobSeeker extensions uh, a couple of months ago. So the fiscal cliff has been addressed here to the tune of about $62 billion of additional fiscal spending and tax cuts between now and the end of next June. That's a lot of money. Okay. Stephen Godfrey, um, there are four main areas of spending. What are they? Okay, so the, the four areas are really around tax cuts, business support, job support, and then the infrastructure spending. So uh, the tax cuts, there was a three-stage tax uh, cut plan announced and, and, and sort of legislated last year in stage one, uh, or a couple of years ago, so in stage one ha- has already been implemented with stage two and three coming in future years. They've essentially brought stage two forward starting this year um, to enable people to get more money in their pockets now uh, with the, the tax changes happening immediately. And in stage three, they're keeping in future year business support, uh, this is really around the ability for companies and, and businesses to write off expenses and capital items uh, immediately. So rather than writing them off over a few years, they're able to get a deduction in the current financial year, reduced tax. Um, and the job support, they're providing some stimulus payments to, to businesses to hire people that are currently on government support packages. And then the infrastructure spend, they've announced quite an array of, of infrastructure support um, for different states, a lot around road and rail projects. So, Mal, back to you. Those uh, four key areas seem to be broad-brushed, households, businesses, infrastructure, and for training, um, and particularly mm-hmm. support for those of the younger generation. Do you see it that way, broad-brush support for the economy? Uh, definitely. Uh, I think it's all designed to offset the, headla- the, the headwinds from the COVID-19 It's unprecedented fiscal support. Uh, The fiscal budget deficit for this fiscal year of $214 billion is 11% of GDP. And the deficits continue into the forward years. So the amount of support being offered by the federal government to encourage job creation and job uh, support, build infrastructure for the future and incentivise business to do Uh, investment to carry us forward. Uh, It's unprecedented. Okay, so as well as uh, spending information for the year ahead, um, 
Uh, we also find out a lot around uh, Treasury's forecast for the economy. So what have we found out about the immediate outlook from an economic growth perspective? So the forecasts that the budget are built upon, I would describe as a little more optimistic than the Reserve Bank. Uh, that, is, that I think is uh, more or closer toward our view. Uh, so for this fiscal year that we're in, fiscal 21, uh, Treasury assumes GDP declines 1.5%. The last Reserve Bank forecast was minus 3%. And then in fiscal 22, the rebound year, uh, GDP is expected to expand four and three quarter percent. The Reserve Bank was at five percent. So essentially, Treasury is saying that the economy will recover sooner uh, than the Reserve Bank was expecting. And in line with that, they're now saying that unemployment will peak at about eight percent in the fourth quarter. You might recall, Nick, just a, a few months ago, they were talking in the teens in terms of the peak of unemployment, then it became 10%. Now they're saying uh, 8% peak. So uh, a faster, earlier recovery than uh, the Reserve Bank and others have been assuming. That's closer to where we think the economy's heading. Now, any uh, set of forecasts or projections are based on assumptions. And in the press this morning, we've seen already quite a bit around the government's assumptions, which are, I guess, quite unique given the set of circumstances that we find ourselves in. So some of those assumptions, Mal, include COVID-19's infections continuing but only at localised levels, that state borders open except by Western Australia by the end of the uh, fiscal year and that there's a a COVID, a widely available COVID vaccine by the end of uh, fiscal 21 by June. Do you think those assumptions are reasonable at this point? We do, Nick. Um, Australia's exited the second wave successfully and we're starting to see reopening and further signs of cross-border reopening emerge. Uh, So really the question is, will there be a third wave? And I would suggest that the probability of that's declined given we've uh, learnt some hard lessons from the first two waves. And in addition, there's clear evidence from internationally internationally that uh, treatments are improving. On our analysis, there's about uh, a dozen uh, vaccines in phase three human testing now. We think that there's half a dozen that could uh, provide a vaccine by year end. So we think there's every chance that we'll have a widely available vaccine by early next year. The government, I think, is a little more conservative than that, as they should be. Uh, in saying around mid-year. So we think these forecasts are reasonable. Okay. And in terms of the overall level of spending, is that enough stimulus in your view? So we think that it is more than enough. Uh, Our view is that the economy is recovering and recovering strongly. We've had strong rebounds in retail sales. Consumer confidence, business sentiment are back to pre-COVID levels. There's signs of a turn in housing activity and Uh, What we're seeing from outside New South Wales and Victoria are signs of strong economic growth in the other states. Uh, So we think that uh, uh, recovery is on the way, uh, but this will definitely help boost that. Of course, we've got Victoria reopening, which will be an additional boost as, uh, uh, as, as restrictions ease in Victoria over the next few months. So we think that 
three-part combination is quite powerful for Australia. Then on, if on top of that we get uh, a vaccine, that will be the icing on the cake. So, yes, I think it's enough. And, uh, Mal, should we have a mind to the mounting government debt and the cost of servicing that debt in future years? Will that curtail the growth potential, do you believe? That's a great question, Nick, and one that should uh, concern all of us. So the debt level for the government rises from 24.8% in the year just completed to a forecast peak of 43.8% in fiscal 24. Now, the good news is that with interest rates at zero, or let's call it 0.25 to less than 1%, the cost on that additional debt is minimal. So the cost of the additional 11% of GDP debt this year would be less than 0.1% of GDP. So at this point in time, the servicing costs are quite manageable. And that's really the way in which we're going to pay this debt down, grow the economy, keep interest rates low and enable growth to reduce the overall debt burden for the future. Lastly, how does this place Australia from a, an investment markets perspective? How does this place Australia in a global context in your view? I think it's another positive for Australia. So concerns about fiscal cliff, I think, will have to be pushed out here. It's going to be difficult for the bears to sustain that argument. Uh, so when you look at it from an Australian perspective compared to the rest of the world, our management of COVID has been the best among the advanced economies. Only a couple of economies in Asia are better. Our monetary response has been very impressive, but is stepping up with the rapid expansion of the term funding facility. This budget initiative means that our second round fiscal stimulus is bigger than any other country that I'm aware of at this point in time. And of course, by virtue of our strong trading with Asia, uh, we're, we're well placed to trade with the economies that are recovering first and foremost. So all in all, uh, we think that uh, we're in good shape here to see a strong earnings recovery, which the market has not yet discounted. Uh, so we think that it's going to be an earnings driven market from here. We reiterate our positive view on the market and the 67.50 index target. Stephen Godfrey, any concluding comments? No, I think the the tax the tax changes were were well announced ahead, uh, but it will get extra dollars into people's pockets now. So I think um, it will actually help spending uh, and get money where it needs to go. The, the the tax cuts, in addition to some of the offsets they're they're keeping, um, should should definitely help the economy. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, this has been our budget special: broad spending across many areas of the economy, supportive for. Our thesis of improving growth and particularly supportive uh, for the equity market. Please keep in touch with your ELNC Bailiw advisor for our latest thoughts on the budget impact and the outlook moving forward. You have been listening to the Bailiw podcast. The information in this podcast is general in nature and does not take into account your personal objectives, financial situation or needs. You should not rely on general advice without making your own inquiries or your own assessments about the suitability of the financial products or services mentioned.